Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Can help myself. I was should have sung. I should have sung. You should have sung. You should have sung indeed. <laughs> I've, I've been I think you might, you might, you might get ripped off the. Uh, oh mic. no! Yeah, we're gonna take it off iTunes now. Oh no! Hopefully, that won't be long enough. To be fair, we've actually got. Um, and I shouldn't point this out, but we've got a copyrighted intro as our intro. Funny enough, uh, musical intro. So oh, good. But it's only instrumental, and I think I might have sped it up slightly, so I might be getting away with it. I don't know. We haven't been kicked off yet, and it's been on for about 100 episodes. So Solid. Solid. For those that don't know, we've obviously got a re- Return of the King, um, or any other phrase you want to throw in there, like the hell Eminem Without Me thing. I don't actually remember that song was called Without Me. I was trying to think what the song was. Without Me, isn't it? No. Yeah, it is Without Me, but yeah. I thought it was like, guess who's back? I think, no, it's not that, actually. Yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't almost uh, interlink the intro with the actual like chorus or the song title. Oh, there you go. doesn't feel like it should be called without me I don't know why no it should be Guess Who's Back yeah um, that was also from Curtain Call which I don't think was his best album if I'm being totally frank I mean they're all bangers let's be honest artists of our generation but yeah yeah no true true but I mean Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers LP both far outshone most of his others I didn't think Curtain Call was particularly good um, yeah yeah I'm trying to think of other ones. I can't. Was in between the last two, three now. Uh, must be one more. So another curtain call. So like two curtain calls. Do we know? Do we know? Can't remember. Then we've got an album. No, yeah, there was there was like similar music to be murdered too, wasn't it? It was uh, curtain call, martial matters, kamikaze, recovery, encore, relapse, revival. More than I remember, actually. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, I haven't paid as much attention to the last three. Revival was quite good. But... Anyway, Matthew. I'm back. How, how the devil are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, good as can be. I'm sure we get onto that. Uh, no, just back now from my life break, I guess. Obviously got very sick for a while and then decided to get well did decide to get married i was already getting married but then decided because of that we were going to go traveling for a while which we did Did uh yeah we were supposed to be four months we uh end up with three months and i'm I'm sure we can that's kind of today's topic why that was but Mm. how are you good yeah yeah same really homebound and all that stuff that jazz which is really fun Uh, no we've got to suck it up right because there's no point saying oh it's boring I can't stand it you've got to suck it up because there is obviously a very um, important and severe consequence otherwise yeah I guess that's what we're going to talk about today right it is it is Um, so should we get straight into topic that's quite this will be the shortest probably catch up I think we've had in a very number of episodes usually about 25 minutes but yeah I just feel like today Okay. Does anything power significant? I don't know. I don't know. No. That's you. Well, what? Tell you what. Let's 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 go into a bit more around your travelling first, then. So, because we've obviously talked about your um, health status 
previously mm, um, in yeah. the break, so I don't think you probably need to go into too much more detail on that unless you really want loads you want to share. But you, you basically no, no. you got sick, you got better. Um, <laughs> got a good scar on the way. You got a great scar. I was speaking to Benny Boy this morning, training this morning about your scar, actually saying that I was surprised at how good it's recovered mm. or healed. Yeah, you can't see it, although it's recently stretched a little bit, but it still can't. It's a bit disappointing, if I'm honest. It was. <laughs> so it was. Can I can I just clarify? It's disappointing because you wanted it to be like outrageously noticeable, look like a big hard nut. Yeah, yeah it was intimidating. People, when I first came out, were wary, shall I say, of it because it, it does look like you've been in a, a knife fight. Mm. Mm. I think just to explain, what is it like a three or four inch line across your kind of like beard line of your neck, almost right? I think it was six in the end. Six. Mm. Mm. So like this big then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon people can guess what I just did. Oh, so this is where it falls flat on audio. Anyway, so yeah, six inches is um, obviously very large. Indeed, indeed. So, so yeah, but no, it's faded. Good job, surgeon. Very pleased with himself. So pleased to be over all that. Then got married, which was lovely. Yeah. So just explain where you went on your travels. Yep, so we decided to leave the UK for a while in October, or end of October, and we flew out to Singapore. From Singapore, we went to uh, Kuala Lumpur by bus, or Malaysia, and then from Malaysia, went to Cambodia, Cambodia to Vietnam, back to Singapore to pick up some medication, which is a long story, which I probably won't go too much into, and then Singapore to Philippines for a month, which was incredible probably one of the best places i've ever been or will go singapore or the philippines you say? Uh, philippines philippines singapore, singapore is also incredible um better than i thought it was going to be but maybe that's because we had friends there and we're kind of seeing bits you wouldn't normally see i don't know um then from the philippines back to singapore restock up and then headed to australia australia for a month and then we went to Indonesia, or uh, more specifically Bali, which we didn't really like. It was every cliche in the world. Um, what if you really like cliches, though? Oh, if you love cliches, like beach clubs and, and like Instagram photo shoots everywhere, like literally people pulling out full on, like, like an actual magazine photo shoot, but just on the beach for their Instagram. It was mental. But if you like that kind of stuff, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, good food, though. Um, just a bit busy and then we went to Vietnam and we were planning to travel up to the north of Vietnam again because we didn't see it on the first time round and then back into a few more countries but we cut short I think we cut short in February yeah it was February we got back and we were supposed to be back at the end of March so we came back a month early um because of concerns around coronavirus um particularly my wife being very high risk um around that we're also concerned because we had medication that we may get stuck somewhere without access to specialist medication like if borders closed for example which obviously was unthinkable at the time um but we saw that happen start happening with china and we thought we'd get ahead of the curve um possibly a bit too early but better safe than sorry for sure um, so yeah, we saw it. We saw bits of it when we were travelling towards the end in Vietnam. What it was like out there and Singapore. Um, some of the, the stuff that started to happen there around toilet rolls, mainly panic buying. Lol. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we got back into the UK, and then we've been. Well, we've been what? How many weeks since I had because we weren't because we weren't due back at work. 
Charlotte um, the doctor did some locum shifts and I did a tiling course before yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw that that was interesting yeah well we, we were getting an extension next year uh, I thought you just might be moonlighting thinking oh well you know maybe a change of career might be in, be in order uh, funny enough there was quite a lot of work on offer at the end of my course considering it was only a two week jaunt yeah. Um, but yeah so I, I've, I've got a, I've got a very good friend of mine also ex-client as well but he was a friend before he was a client um, stand up dude uh, shout out to Rick Waller Waller Walker I don't know why I said Waller Rick Waller's a dude off uh, one of the singing shows what sorry wasn't it he was the big dude off that was Rick Waller yes it? yeah yeah the singer guy yes yeah. so not Rick Waller Rick Walker <laughs> he's gonna hate that <laughs> um, but amazing Tyler so he's had his own Tyler business for I don't know the best part of two decades he did my kitchen floor he is phenomenal. Like the guy, and the thing is, he's got this personality where he is like the ultimate perfectionist when it comes to his work. So yeah. to his detriment sometimes in that, obviously he does an amazing job and gets the best testimonials from people because obviously they just think he's fantastic how like perfectionist his, his work is. But sometimes it just takes him so long when he underdoes himself. So he doesn't charge yeah. enough for how good he is. Yeah. So. There was a guy like that on our course actually. He was a, he was a kitchen visser. Uh, we're going way off it, but he, um, he had proper OCD about things, and I was like, do, "When you fit kitchens, do you charge a fixed rate or like per day?" He's like, yeah. I try and charge per day, but it's generally fixed. I was like, "Well, give me your number. Tell me your fixed rate." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have you in because I can see like just you, you couldn't leave things. You had one thing that you know everyone else was just covering up. You, yeah, you kind of couldn't notice unless you were told about it. He was like, "I can't, I can't leave it. I have to rip it out and do it again." No, but the thing is though, that, that's how everyone should really be. Just get it done properly and perfectly because. Obviously, that's how you create a like you know the best product or the best service. Um, how you should get referrals then, and obviously create a business because if you are sloppy and shabby, you know you might still get some work, but you don't get much repeat work, surely. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess how often people have tiling done, but I guess yeah, you you want to be recommended by people. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, if the Philippines was the best, give me top three things in the Philippines. Anything top three? Yeah, I think it definitely wasn't the food. Um, that's, that's not nowhere near as good as our country. But I think people there are, I guess, not as much. Um, it's not as overrun by tourism, so they're at a stage where they're very grateful for tourism. Uh, a lot of friendly faces. We we went to this place called Chargao, which is a little island in the Philippines, and it's basically a, a surfers island. So anywhere there's a lot of surfers, the water quality is generally good because they like to look after it. Um, they banned all plastic in this little island and the people living there were with the expats were more of a community together rather than two separate entities they all kind of chipped in matey and stuff very small place still there's only one main road really um so that, that was excellent the people there then just hiring a uh, a scooter and in Chargao we didn't do it in a lot of places because it was too busy or dangerous um, and I have do have a license, unlike a lot of people. Um, but in Chargao, just riding the motorbike or scooter around around the island, you would just have empty roads, no traffic, palm trees, and you could just pull into all these perfect little beaches um, where there'd be little shacks and like coconuts and and, f- and food and stuff. And then yeah, just I don't know, it's not Philippine specific, but just. Do you know what was nice being away was just forgetting time. Like, you didn't know what day of the week it was. You didn't really know what time it was. You kind of judged when you wanted to eat by when you were hungry. Um, 
rather than set it by a time or a lunchtime kind of thing, which was was good. You only knew you kind of got used to what time sunset was because that's how you gauged when you needed to head home. Um, so when you move countries, it kind of free you out of sync a bit. But it was nice just forgetting forgetting the time of the day of the week, and obviously not looking at any news for a long periods of time was good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was that was excellent. Must admit, very jealous, as I'm sure a lot of people will be listening to being able to travel because traveling is sort of one of those, for the most part, unanimously like uh, or unanimous type of things people everyone everyone wants to do. Like everyone wants to go traveling, like, yes. even even if they don't want to go traveling now. Like the majority of people would think at some point in their life they're going to travel or you know see more of the world. It's just kind of one of those accepted things that people want to do. So I imagine a lot of people are very very jealous. I am one of them. Yeah, yeah I mean we we probably would have done it if I hadn't you know. I, like I said, got ill, and but we just thought, you know, this is if we're going to do it, we'll do it now. Yeah. Um, so one positive to come out of that negative, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, you started to mention around some of the stuff coming out, and I guess that's why we want to talk about uh, a similar or, or the kind of a related topic, I guess. So, um, yeah, the, we're obviously living in very strange times at the moment. I, I, I think it's just uh, this weekend for me, especially as well. I don't know why it just felt weird this weekend. Like the tides changed a little bit because I've been saying something just fell over. What was that? Yeah, so it's my new desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Half of your new desk now. Um, yeah. yeah, this this weekend something changed for me, and I don't know why. And I think I was just going to say I have been spending a lot of time in because um, obviously I'm into politics as some of the listeners will know I'm into kind of the, the, the governmental um, regime that we currently have um, and I don't think they've done enough personally and I've been saying for a while that I don't think some of the string the measures that we've taken have been stringent enough or swift enough um, or you could argue lack of measures really but this weekend though obviously things have changed slightly and all of a sudden I think the emphasis on this um social distancing and just the potential outcome if people do not follow the social distancing and basically just you know those that also need to isolate in the right scenarios as well um is quite severe so with that in mind there's going to be a lot of people potentially at home for long periods of time that aren't used to it you're going to get see a lot of home workers potentially now, which have not used to being home workers. And for anyone that has regularly worked at home, will will probably resonate with this. I would think um, it can sometimes be quite a lonely place to be, and it can also sometimes not always be the most um, operative, intuitive for your well-being. Can't think of the right word really. But... Yeah, there's there's not built in. There's no there's no built in social element here, right? Which is that's what starts to hit, I guess, if you do it long term. Yeah, yeah. So, and obviously not just even for home workers, but when you're then into your social time, when you then, in reality, now can't even go out and socialise. Because obviously, I guess like the, the there isn't a mandatory approach so far from the government. So people aren't saying that you have to stay in and you have to do this. They're advising to stay in, but whether people decide to adhere to that is a different matter. So... What we're trying to do is because basically, I guess, like, are you in the same line to me, or you feel like I know obviously your situation different with obviously Charlotte's health, um, and I guess you're you very much have to isolate for obviously longer than most. Yeah, I, I guess like we having come back from 
when we got out, we decided, so we, we discussed coming home from traveling. I guess this is where it started for us. Um, you know, we we knew Charlotte was high risk. Um, so at that point, I, I wasn't really comfortable given the rate of spread in China, which was close proximity to Vietnam, potentially some of the, the checks and controls not being so in place in a country like that, um, obviously in health being an issue. So at that point, we, we obviously, we, we started to see the spread of that where we were because countries we were flying to started to get more cases. So I think we've been quite aware of it for a while. Um, you know, and when I got home, I, I, I kind of expected a lot of this to, some of the things we saw out there start happening. So hand sanitizer is the, it was the first thing to sell out. We, we, you know, we saw that coming because we'd seen it there. So we, and obviously Charlotte, you know, needs it for work. So we got some of that. Um, you know, toilet roll was going to be the next thing. So it was almost like we'd we'd seen some of this happening from our travels, albeit from a, from afar. So I kind of expected that to happen. We've we've been isolating since Tuesday. Um, so um, by isolating, I mean we've closed our front door. We have gone out, but it's been very late at night, very early in the morning, just to get round the park. Um, and the times we go, we know there's, there's generally no one there. Anyone we do see, we give them very wide berth. But we've been doing that for a, for since Tuesday. But even before that, we were generally not going out um, or practicing social distancing already. We cancelled stuff with friends, or we'd avoided seeing friends. We'd made provisions to go see family. Um, you know, because we we kind of knew that we weren't going to be able to see family for a while. I, I think the family were a bit confused about that and didn't quite. You know, I think they're 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 probably six, maybe in six to maybe less, maybe more behind where we were thinking. So, like you said, this weekend I feel like finally everyone's everyone's caught up. Um, not everyone actually. I'll say yeah, that back. I, I was going to say interject slightly and say I don't think I think everyone. You've only got to look at the newspapers either yesterday or today and look at the mass social gatherings that are still happening at particular yeah, tourist spots, hot spots. Yeah. Even what? even listening to Radio One today. Um, so I did have to go to a supermarket today. I left the kids at home, Jenna at home, but I just went on my own because um, obviously we need to get some food. We've you know, yeah. our, our weekly shops due, so um, which is obviously now no longer weekly shop. But anyway, by the by, so um, on the way, listen to Radio One. The amount of people still t- t- talking about they're calling in talking about Mother's Day, how they're celebrating their Mother's Day, and I'm like, you probably shouldn't be celebrating Mother's Day. Like, you should probably be at home still isolating distancing not going out and celebrating Mother's yeah. Day yeah and I, and I think a lot of my, again I don't know if it's because they're used to what we've said um, and obviously we've had to isolate a lot earlier uh, we haven't had to isolate the, the official government guidance hasn't been to isolate until today um, we are in that high risk or Charlotte's in that high risk category as of today but we kind of saw that come in so and also with the, the rate the rate of spread that you're seeing particularly in London where we live it, it was yeah we decided to take off that risk earlier we don't want to be putting more pressure on the nhs than than needs to be um and the one thing i will say is that we are both very fortunate that we can work from home um i get that a lot of people can't i understand that and the financial side of things you know we can get us that later but for us it was something we can do so we we took the decision earlier to do that i think our friends have my point when there was my i think our friends have got that a lot of them for Mother's Day, of and much of the confusion of their own their own parents, I think in some cases said no, we're not seeing you today. 
um, hit, dropped a card round on the doorstep or flowers on the doorstep, rang the doorbell and, and got out there. So I, I think it's a real mix. There are people who are getting it and there's still a lot of people who just don't get it. Mm. Um, but it is it is scary. Yeah, it is, it is. I mean, yeah, and I like obviously just that's a good lead in, lead on from obviously the point I was making around this weekend being a bit weird and people finally getting it. So you are, we are going to start to see people taking things a bit more seriously, hopefully anyway, because obviously it's going to be the only way that's going to be able to stop this pandemic spreading if people do as they're told, distance um, and isolate where they need to and just keep any kind of interaction with anyone to a minimum. Um, so... With that, as we've kind of alluded to already or said, that does come with some some kind of negative attachments in what it can do for one's well-being, whether that be you know, not just physical. So obviously, gyms are shut. People can't they go to the gym. Um, I guess, you know, the the bars, restaurants and all that sort of are all shut. So, and the shop, shop people can't go shopping. So basically, any reason why people might need to get or, or would usually get them out and about and even just moving around, those um, incentives or those reasons don't really exist anymore. But there's also the the psychological side as well, isn't there? So of, um, like obviously the, the the negative effects that we said around being isolated specifically and having no real social connections with people. So, because if you're stuck in a house all day, it you it's very easy to have or to affect someone's mental health and to become quite lonely. And again, you know, you feel isolated. So this is what we want to talk about today, because obviously every training their son's coming out with nutrition plans to 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 kind of deal with COVID-19 or your home workout plans to still get workouts in, which I guess we still touch on because they are useful. I'm not, I'm not mocking them. It's just, annoying. No, no. it's just annoying. Like the usual stuff, like in the fitness industry where something comes out and then you see the same thing over and over again from every trainer that you follow or every friend you have on Facebook. And it just gets a bit boring. Yeah. Really I guess, it. I guess for, I don't see that as much because I, you know, when I kind of exited for a while, I I didn't I stopped following a lot of people. There's a few people I do follow, um, who you know like Dan Mac Fitness and the usual crowd, like who we're good friends with. But that I prick. Did, yeah, that guy. Fuck oh, that guy. Um, so I haven't seen as I actually I guess it's anything with the fitness industry. I haven't actually seen as much of it as as people point out. But I I do understand. Like there's there's two elements. There's people who've got who want to try and you know they need income. I understand that. And there's plenty of them doing a lot of stuff for free, which is which is great. Um, a lot of them have, you know, chosen not to put in opt-ins and stuff like that. So they're not even collecting email addresses, which I actually, you know, it's quite commendable for once. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some people do that, but I've also seen some other weird and wonderful things being suggested or profiteering in places, which is not not great. But yeah, like like you said, I think. That is one element is obviously the physical side of things, um, which we, we can cover. But there is also, I guess, the the, the mental side of things, and I'll, I guess want to I want to preface everything here with what we're being asked to do isn't isn't particularly hard in terms of what we've actually got to do isn't that hard. You you literally need to stay indoors. You need to you know, just don't go out like that will do for the people out there who are working for the NHS and that's lots of my friends and family and I imagine many people listen friend and family and I, I imagine you know people as well Brett they are going to go through hell over the next few weeks months who knows how long and you're not doing it for yourself you're not doing it to stop yourself getting a virus you're doing it so that you limit the load on, on those guys I think so 
so what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to um, I'm not trying to belittle any of that stuff in terms of saying this is going to be hard because it will be hard staying at home and it is going to be mentally challenging but with that in mind if you know what I mean yeah yeah no for sure as I say I think or as I'll, I'll echo or reiterate I don't I don't we're not I, I don't want to come from this from a place of people are dumb as fuck and you know we're going to mock and, and say obviously they're doing all this stuff but it's, it's more a case of like let's we just you know, we understand um, I mean even the whole isolation thing we understand that a lot of people are kind of either say ignorant but maybe that's a bit too negative or a bit too harsh a connotation but ignorant to the severity of it i suppose and they're still doing yeah. shit they shouldn't do so honestly i guess like i understand that it's because like the whole the whole virus thing is weird because like if we could so if the virus was like luminous and you could see little luminous spots all over the place where it is people would fucking run away a mile they'd stay indoors they'd wash all the time and all that stuff because you can't see it People don't. People just don't seem to understand, you know, the severity of it. Yeah, and no, I agree. I'm, and, I, and I'm not. And so I'm not kind of like mocking people for being kind of no, no, of course so. ignorant to, to it. No, well, there, and well, I, there are some, obviously, but yeah, I, I guess the the one thing I do see occasionally, or have seen, and like I said, because a lot of my family and friends work in NHS, is that I get quite annoyed about is, well, I'm young, I'll be fine. Why do I need to? And it's. Yes, you probably are, you know, you probably will, even though you've seen cases today of very young people going to hospital, but you are spreading that, which means NHS resources are being used up. And if you get ill or sick or hurt in any other way, they're, they're resources you're not going to be able to access. You have a, you know, like anything can happen to anyone at any point, car crashes, you can get cancer, you can get any other illness. And death is, people say, that, oh, the death rate's only 1%, but, you know, all these other problems are issues which you need to consider and you know you can help literally by doing nothing yeah uh, that, that death rate at the moment is one percent based on the fact that we have a working healthcare system yes when when that working healthcare system stops which is very close to that limit as in you know be over capacity and the more risk of doctors themselves getting sick and having then less obviously trained people yeah. to help that death rate will go a lot, lot higher. And like you say, it will expand way above and beyond people that are infected by, by the coronavirus or COVID-19. And it will be the all the other types of issues that they would usually be treating, like even seasonal flu, like car crashes, like cancer, like obesity-related diseases, like smoking, like everything else that they have to look after. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a huge issue that people need to understand the severity of this. Because like you say, people think, it's, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get sick. Well, maybe... <laughs> what people should need to consider is like you may not get sick but you might spread that virus around and infect 10 other people like you might you might literally touch something that someone else has touched someone else has touched or come into contact with someone else that is that has the virus you might have it on your hand you might have it somewhere else you may never actually contract it because you might be lucky enough to not touch your face or for whatever reason don't but it doesn't mean you don't spread it around enough, enough other places where other people then might get ill so yeah. that's another thing to consider but anyway so Enough of that. I think people know all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, so, I think you know we've hammered that point. We we have. It's just, it's just frustrating to see, isn't it? When like we're doing our best to try and do what we need to do to help support the government and everyone else to to kind of tackle this. And it's just frustrating when you obviously see many people that aren't. But hey ho. Um, right. So if with the view of what can we do to basically help people during this isolated period to deal with i guess we can touch on some physical well-being stuff as well but i guess a lot of the things that i i was kind of more thinking of was around how we can help people's 
psychological well-being. I guess we can put that in around of a, a of a working from home type of environment, but also you know any other type of environment. I'm just thinking like the times times of days and the types of reasons why people will be, will be isolated now will be like there will be people like us that work from home that maybe never have before and we might have some tips to help people deal with that and yeah definitely and i also think i was not that it's any way relate uh, the same but when i was signed off for work for a while recovering I, I i wasn't able to be active a lot so i was stuck indoors and or okay so the social element i didn't suffer with as much but obviously people were in work monday to friday so monday to friday were pretty lonely until my wife got home um, and then it was still pretty lonely when she <laughs> no, she looked after me well um, but oi, oi. I'm in cooking I was not okay <laughs> tangent um, but you know um, I've got lost my train of thought now sorry my fault yeah so even even that you know there was there's certain things during that period that I kind of implemented which you know we're trying to do now and by no means, I think either of us are any, an expert on any of this, and you know, maybe we'll, you can get someone on later who is more of an expert in terms of the mental well-being side. Although potentially not many people have seen this, um, but I think we can just talk anecdotally because you, like you said, you've worked from home. I've had long periods at home where I haven't been well, um, and also we're we're a week in to to I guess severe isolation, which may be enforced in the UK. So we we're currently going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may, you know, we're a week ahead in knowing what what that looks like potentially. Yep, absolutely for sure. So, okay, um, where do you want to start? Shall we? Shall we kind of just talk about some? Let's just go through some tips actually. So we'll just go tips one by one and just bring yeah. up some stuff. Let's just make it easy. Keep it simple. Yeah, simples. Um, me first. You first. You first. As you as you're back on, you go first. Yeah, cool. So I, I think, you know, one of the things that you miss when you're at home or when you're at home extended periods is some sort of routine. Um, now, granted, it all depends on your situation and where you're living and stuff, but it is good to try and get a routine in of sorts. Um, so like little things I've tried to make as anchors in my day, I guess that's certain things that I, I know I do. So for every morning now, I try and have a coffee outside. Um not outside the front door, but outside in the back garden, which we're lucky to have. But if we had a balcony, we'd do it there. Just so you get some fresh air, you, you're seeing some daylight, you know, you're starting your day with a, something that's, I guess, anchoring that start of day for you. Yeah. So just as in having a routine, almost like a, uh, I was going to say routine, but more like a, um, a ritual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just so you've got that to, I guess, look, use as your base for the day. Like it, yeah. I guess that this kind of aligns with one of the things that I would say is it's kind of helpful to me when I'm working from home. Um, getting up at like the same time and having like a, I mean, it's, it's kind of fits in really, I suppose, but having like a structure. So your structure could be this ritual the first in the morning, and then you you know you have your coffee, and then you do this or whatever. So for me, it might be a case of get up. Um, obviously, I train early in the morning, so it's probably like a not the example that everyone else is going to use, but you, everyone else might have a home gym. Um, but just kind of your routine might be get up, make coffee, and the first thing you do is an hour of emails or an yeah. hour of whatever, you know, writing or an hour of something. So yeah, obviously exactly. that could be the thing just kind of gets you off and kicks, kicks you into being productive for the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, that's why I, I guess I'm doing that. Um, 
I guess the other thing to bear in mind is you you won't always um, necessarily stick to what you've done. There's, you're going to have, you will have, people are going to have off days in this. It's not going to be perfect. Don't make it something you absolutely have to stick to, but try and get some sort of routine in place, like you said. Yeah, I think you will you will have off days, but the I think the beauty and the, the positivity that comes from having that routine is just having some structure. Because if you're used to kind of working day to day in an office or, you know, in a shop or whatever it is you do for a job, if um if you're all of a sudden stuck at home, then you just lose all structure and that's yeah. kind of when then other things start to follow. Like your nutrition might start to fall, just your mental happiness might start to just kind of fall or, or drop as well. But yeah. whereas I've, I've kind of find for most people having some routine and structure, and yeah, some routine and structure, I suppose, is is kind of what helps. Yeah, I guess on that, the other thing that <laughs> is going to sound maybe might sound odd, but it's it's just getting dressed. Like it's very easy just to you know go straight. If you're working from home, it's easy to roll straight into your office from your bed. Maybe grab a cup of coffee and then go into work with your pajamas on. You just you just you, I don't know. You end up feeling pretty disgusted with yourself, but pretty dirty or like unclean by the time you come to, you know, actually starting your morning. And by then it's ten, eleven o'clock when you've got dressed. So certainly, you know, the weekend treat the weekends like a weekend. Have a differential to the weekdays. I was about, um, I was about to say that actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly that point. Not necessarily the weekend bit, but the the fact that different. Basically, trying to create boundaries between your work life and your social life. Yeah, I was say. No, Sorry, yeah. but you carry on. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, so that's it, and that's it. And again, everyone is going to have a different circumstance and situation. You know, I had someone have a pop at me for having a home gym the other day, which is four or five kettlebells in the garden. But, but I, I, that is a privilege. I, I grant you that is a privilege. And having a spare room that I'm able to put an office in and treat like a segregation between home and work is also a privilege. But if you have got that, then take full advantage of trying to create that separation between home and work if you are working from home yeah because i think like for me having like a work laptop and a personal laptop um i kind of feel like i have to have my work laptop only work as in i won't have any socials on it i won't have any personal emails anywhere around it um so that way like i know the difference like if i'm on my work laptop my work laptop is what for work and i'm doing work whereas obviously my kind of like my macbook and my personal stuff is for my personal stuff and like, again it kind of just separates those two and creates those boundaries so that you can kind of focus and be more efficient in your work but then when you're not you can then just let that go and you can sit back into your own life your own social time and kind of you know the the this you know out of the yeah basically out of out of work mode almost yeah, and, and that kind of ties in as well to the to temptation. Not not everyone to be tempted, but there is a lot of people who work from home tend to get like working from home guilt, and I don't know if that's going to change because practically everyone is working at home. But there's like an over uh, like a need to like overprove that you're working hard, so you log on early. Like, and I've been guilty of this before. So you 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 know you wake up and you think, oh, I log on now because I'm at home. Like. And you, you, you start to blur the hours of what you would be doing normally. Yeah. You wouldn't be working that hard. So, um, you know, by all means, work hard, but also respect the hours that you would do in the office normally because if you don't, like you said, you start to merge personal and home time. And that's not obviously positive for your well-being. I think the people get, like, self-employed people that, like, always work from home or just, you know, don't actually have, a, you know, a an air quotes, a real job. Um, so we'll get a lot of, obviously 
fitness related people in here in terms of PTs or trainers or nutritionists um, or people that kind of got their own business doing that type of stuff they might find themselves just working like they feel guilty if they're not working all the time because you know it's their own business if they're not working you know they're not earning money type of thing whereas I think it's actually really 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 important that you do have time where you just you know it is no longer work because it's, when you work on your own stuff especially when you get creative and I know you don't always want to interrupt like when you are creative but I know for, like from doing like nutrition stuff where if you're creative and you're in a bit of a mode you end up working until you know silly o'clock at night time and you've just all of a sudden got no no spare you know downtime for yourself because you just want to be creative and like there will be times where you where you are creative and you want to ride that and get the most out of it but you do also need to make sure that you are not doing it all the time and you make time for yourself to, to kind of just relax and watch some shit tv or netflix or whatever yeah yeah exactly uh, it makes sense i think yeah, I so I guess that's kind of an extended my tips what about well one of them I've got plenty yeah. um, anything from your side yeah well um, I'm trying to see I've got I wrote down a few that I just want to see if they kind of align so I've said about create structure and just basically being basically the structure part's going to just make you more efficient develop some routine get in the groove but that structure will kind of lead on to the last bit we just said in terms of them being able to separate your um, your kind of social and personal side of its things with the kind of the work side which is harder in, when you're in isolation now because obviously that kind of social stuff is quite limited to what you can do but we'll get on some tips in a minute around how you can still be social um, even at times in, in isolation but um, yep. set goals is one of the things I wrote down so just kind of like having a to-do list I think is again being quite important so when you're working from home again you, you're out of your usual environment and out of your comfort zone um maybe having like a to-do list which i would i would suggest everyone should do anyway but you know not not everyone always gets into their office or their job or whatever i, I i'm sorry to keep relating this back to offices I, I kind of feel like we've probably got a lot of people that don't work in offices and this probably isn't relatable but basically whatever your job is um setting a to-do list is probably quite a useful thing in terms yeah. of then knowing what you're doing but many people don't well, do it i think it's just even more important doing it when you're from home so because you're out of your environment and you and you then by, by definition almost don't have the same structure uh, it can be really important to just sit down and have a think about right what do I need to achieve today and how am I going to do it or how much time I need to do it yeah and I think also you know at, if you if you do work in an office scenario or in anywhere you have throughout the day you have um, distractions right you go get coffee you go chat with colleagues you go do stuff you don't work solidly so you know you can dip out and do personal stuff it, it kind of <laughs> contradict myself slightly but if you you know have to find breaks you have your 15 whatever 20 minutes in the morning and have a proper lunch break mm-hmm. so you get time away from from whatever you're doing for for work yeah yeah um that's that's almost my next point i was gonna say map out your day was my next point so that go on, go, go for it set set your goals but map out your day map out your days is obviously to then knowing how much time you need to do your to-do list but then also incorporate regular breaks and like you would do in your office to make sure that you do just get up. Because I found myself many a time just working through solid straight and it's like five, six hours late and I realise it's three in the afternoon and I've not actually eaten anything. I've barely got up. I've like, I might have made one cup of tea. I look at my Fitbit and I'm like, or well, not Fitbit, I've got Withings work, but look at my tracker and like, I've done 96 steps today. Amazing. And it's so easy to do that. if you, Especially if you are, you know, kind of feeling efficient and again creative and and gone through and did loads of or, or got loads of work done um but to your detriment that, thank you 
Um, <laughs> this does it. I reckon it's a 50-50 whether that happens in, in every episode. Um, anyway, what I was going to say is that, that kind of time period, that level of work that you get done can also be a negative point in terms of it can just be added stress in an environment what working from home and being isolated can actually also bring. Because obviously that's a stressful environment in itself. So you don't want to kind of increase that stress by then basically just being like work only and you know don't move from your chair for six hours i mean we all know how important it is to get up and move around just to kind of free your mind and feel like you're you're kind of having those break regular breaks so so kind of having that uh, mapped out day and that structure where you do definitely take those breaks and don't just skip them really really important for me yeah no i totally totally agree um like i tend to do the same it's literally hour by hour i have like i don't know if feel every hour up but i have i'm going to do this at this hour like lunch is going to be round about here you know, I try and write something down that I'm going to do in in the mornings to make sure I do that. But um, yeah, I think I think it's a very very uh, valid point. Do I fit in one of yours? Or... Yeah, so I guess I, I guess you know we're we're covering a lot of um, situations where we're saying you're working from home, but there is going to be. Unfortunately, and it's one of the awful things about this, people not going to work any longer for whatever reason. Um, and again, there's going to be a real mix of what resources you have and what situation you're in. And it's it's, it's just not going to be a great time for anyone. But if you are at home, I guess, and you're not, um, you know, you're not working anymore for whatever reason and you are isolating and you, you're stuck indoors, um it's things you can do with your time there and I, I and this is where I guess when I was not very well I wasn't working obviously but I was at home Monday to Friday without seeing kind of friends and stuff and I wasn't leaving the house much because I couldn't physically I guess some of the things I was doing there which um I found were quite negative I um kind of want to go over there if that makes sense so you know, when I was at home doing that, if you, it's very easy just to sit on the sofa and watch loads of TV. And one important thing, I guess, is there's not much more being produced now, so make sure you ration your Netflix mm. appropriately. But it's you know, you can lose hours just sitting on the sofa doing nothing. So I found I try to limit my set myself goals, almost like mini goals in a day, and just to do things differently. So like reading, I found it to be a big thing. Um, you know, a bit more positive than watching daytime TV or the, the one big thing I, I really had to crack down on after the first week of being at home was social media because, you know, when you scroll all the way through and it says there's no more updates available, like that's that's not a good place to get into. Maybe you don't, Brown. I, I, don't pretty... think, I don't think that's ever happened to me, that. Well, it happened to me there. So at that point, I, just, I deleted... I just follow too many people, I think. Yeah. Well, at that point, I deleted my social media apps for a while because it's just a negative loop of picking your phone up and you, before you know it, you, and it, obviously everyone still does it and I'm still a bad habit now, but at that point, particularly when I had nothing else to do, it was every five minutes and it was, you know, something to be avoided. I think, um, I think the reason that doesn't happen to me is because I get so bored with social media within seconds that I never, I like, I scroll a little bit and then I get bored and then I refreshing it and just basically repeating the same little bit. So I end up never getting anywhere just to see the same few little things over and over again. Yeah, maybe. But I, I do think, you know, social media is going to be key more now than ever. But also, because everyone else is at home, you, you may notice this, but WhatsApp chats at the moment are just insane. Everyone's yeah. up. Everyone's what happened. Or everyone's on social media 
Yeah, for talking, sure. Talking about the same the same things, which is fair. It's the biggest thing that's ever going to happen to any of us. But let's um, uh, let's let's touch on that bit actually. Let's just go the, the, uh, dive a little deeper into it because I like that point around social media being really important at the moment. Um, but obviously, in the uh, the conversely, social media is a funny old thing in that it can be really negative for people's mental health. So I don't I I don't really know how we well. I mean, it's going to be strange, right? Why is it negative for people's health? Well, a lot of it's comparison, right? Which, which is why, when it comes to posting what you're doing, it's and, and people starting to do this. It's like you know, during lockdown, I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to do this. I'm going to come out looking like Jow Strong, ripped, kind of, you know, kind of set all these expectations that other people should be doing this stuff and. Again, like I'm going to preempt myself. Like if you want to sit there and you want to, you don't want to do, you know, you don't want to learn Spanish. You don't want to learn the piano. You don't want to do it. Like you want to just maybe spend some time with your family, or you just, you do want to watch a bit of Netflix. That, that's perfectly fine as well. Like this is not that that edge of comparison in social media. I was hoping might go away because you know people aren't traveling too hot compared to their travels. The people aren't going to the gyms. So they can't post the gym workouts as much. Um. It's gonna be weird, is what I'm trying to say. I think. Yeah, I, I I was also thinking like, and that is true. But I was also thinking there'll be some of the habits that I find myself getting into is kind of getting on like to online debates about certain stuff, and you know, mm. the current climate and the coronavirus is just one example of many. But obviously, like politics, nutrition, all manner of stuff, you find yourself spending more time kind of just having pointless debates, trying to change people's minds on stuff, um, which kind of tends to only lead leave me feeling one way like negative very yes. rarely like because uh, there was a quote and I, I'm, I can't remember it so i'm gonna i'm not even gonna attempt to because i'll end up just absolutely butchering it but basically it's something along the lines of the out the, the quote meant because basically i am gonna butcher something i'm not gonna try it. the quote was something along the lines you'll never change someone's mind online basically or, or you know like basically you're very rarely you ever change someone's mind like in any type of conversation um you know like uh, online debates people will pick a side they feel most aligned to and basically ignore all evidence and they'll just tribal like go into like almost like tribalization and they'll just fit in a lot of who their beliefs are and that is like so basically you just get two sides arguing each other and you never get anyone actually listen to the real evidence and and kind of change their minds no. so and and that that is never truer than kind of your average online say like facebook argument or your app yeah. online whatever um so if 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 it is literally pointless, worthless, or just like wholly unproductive, that can only really be negative for people's mindset. Like you just you yeah. go in, have a big argument, and you walk away feeling like that was shit, and I'm just really angry now. Yeah. Well, this is this is actually a good point. Like, so I, I don't want to dive into <laughs> revealing my politics on this show on this podcast, but you very much know my view on things. But you know, we are where we are, and we just need to. We, we can't change now we just need to get on with them get behind and move forward we can look back uh, I guess in my view we can look back at mistakes made or things that could have been done differently and address things then but I think you know we, we can't change the past now and we are where we are we can move forward from that and it's, it's trying to bear that in mind because I, I like you and me both I think similar in that we will buy it we get, we get quite passionate about things and we will buy it and you know, try and put across a sensible argument and get frustrated when that, that gets lost in 
lost in whatever for whatever reason and i think like you said it's just it just leaves you feeling negative and it all always ascends into like name calling or people you know you know blocking you or stuff like that. it's just not it's not worth it so on that limited social media just generally you know i've done it a few times recently we've gone to post and i thought actually no it's you know I, at the moment i'm looking after my family my friends like you don't need to waste time on this stranger whose yeah. view you're not going to be able to change that's that's exactly the point i suppose like social media is a fantastic tool for being social if used in the right manners i guess what we're saying is the message is like you've got to be really honest with yourself and think about are you using social media in the way it's intended or are you kind of using it for the negative dark side of it which is just very very easy to slip into um even if it's not as dark as maybe the some of the things we've just said it might just be more on like you said originally that you just end up wasting your time scrolling for a pointless feed that you're just getting no value or, or nothing really kind of positive about it's not making you happy but you're just routinely scrolling yeah so, I, I think actually this is a good point and we'll, we'll dive to this at the end i think i'd quite i don't know obviously i haven't been a podcast a while but it'd be quite nice to end on some of the positive things we've seen in the recent days i've seen i've personally seen or heard quite a lot um yeah Maybe we could finish there and you know try that's and finish a, on a that's positive a, note. That's a fantastic idea. So just the positive sides of social media then. So how can someone? So just bear in mind, obviously, again, that we're talking about people in isolation. How can they utilise the positive benefits of technology and social media to try and feel less isolated in these times? Yeah. So again, there's nothing quite like you know seeing people in person. You're never going to replace that. But we we try and. Keep in contact with everyone, you know, who you need to. Um, we've been having phone calls, or but more recently, more video calls. So using WhatsApp video, stuff like that, which technically isn't social, but I'll get into a bit more. I did say technology because I wanted yeah. to go down that route. Yeah. So I, I found personally that video calls are have been a lot better than phone calls can, for whatever reason. Can I, before you go on, can I just say something? Mm. Now, isn't it funny, right? Like. And it's an element with phone calls as well with mates. Like, if your mate phones you, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you expected a text. Like, why is someone ringing me? But especially video calls. When someone video calls you, you're like, no fucking chance of answering that. Why are you FaceTiming me? Especially, like, if you imagine you're out and yeah. about, you're like, I'm not going to take a FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. But what I will say is, I think, which is what you're kind of getting to, alluding to, it is, like, now we're in isolation. It does feel more acceptable or more appropriate. Yeah, I think so. Some of my friends I've been calling, we've been calling for FaceTime. I'm chatting to a few my colleagues saying, "Look, let's just catch up with each other." Like, so where I'm working remotely, rather than using just a phone, I've been WhatsApp video calling just so I can see into the office. Um, you can see people's reactions. You kind of get different different vibe over over that, and you can you know you can have a better conversation. It's not ideal. You can't. You know, it's not the same as face to face. Nothing ever will be. But the, the the technology there at the moment has made should in theory make this a little bit easier. We had a last night. We had we all went out. That's what we said. Like I got dressed up and we we had a, a glass of wine or two, some cheese, and we met our friends over over Skype. Like it was it was eight of us. But like, and you know what? Because obviously, me and you have been using Skype for years, and it's kind of second nature. You, you don't really get embarrassed. You're kind of used to it now. It, it is what it is. But for, the, for a lot of them, you could tell it was the first time they'd video talk to. It was, it was a few like, well, oh, now what? Awkwardness, awkward socials. Like, oh. Yeah, but then we got a two hour, like we lasted for almost two hours, which is mental. Um, yeah. And everyone really enjoyed it. So, 
you know that that's a positive you can start to use technology in that way um i think video calls are going to be more important or are going to be important more now than than ever and maybe people just start using this going forward who knows yeah no i absolutely agree i absolutely agree even if it's just like let's have a coffee morning you know even if it's just block block out half an hour in your day and just like you say get your friends involved or whoever and just sit and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and just chat for half an hour yeah chat chat bollocks yeah trying to avoid the big c word and then carry on the big c word yeah corona oh right do you know what's really really funny right yesterday driving where were we driving yesterday we were driving oh Whittingham Park so we went to a local little lake basically hoping it'd be really quiet we could just walk around the lake and to be fair it was probably more busy than I'd liked obviously I kept you two meters and everything so um but yeah um we were driving there and Summer just suddenly bear in mind she's not even three yet just suddenly went daddy and I was like yeah coronavirus (laughs) I was like what the obviously I guess it's on tv a lot but I don't know. I think I've got a feeling her cousin has been like speaking to her about it. But I was like, just so we never really spoke to her or told her about it. So I didn't really know what. Because obviously I just assumed she just don't know any better. But just funny how she came out of it. Coronavirus. Yeah. That's actually, that's reminding me. So I haven't really thought about all this because selfishly it doesn't really impact me. But obviously all children are going to be off, off of school now as well, which is going to just be another layer of, of complexity on absolutely everything. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I suppose like not only you've got children off, therefore people have to be at home to look after their children, but there's also an element of children are not at school, so they now have to be homeschooled. So parents now have to take the job of teacher as well. Not only have they got to look after their kids, they've actually got to also teach them. I was homeschooled. Funny. True story. That explains a lot. Mm, does. Only, only for a year. Only for a year in year seven where I didn't have a school to go. I, uh, I, I'm, obviously, it's going to be... Um, fundamental now to obviously keep people's education up over the next however long this might be you know potentially into 2021 so be interesting to just kind of see what impact it has down the line one of my friends said to me the other day and we are going off topic i know but he said to me do you reckon we'll see a baby boom now i was like mm. Mm, maybe and then one of my other friends showed sent me some link around uh the increased sales in viagra so maybe we will <laughs> see a baby boom i think i think maybe <laughs> possibly an irresponsible thing to do is the poor NHS staff just come out the other side of of uh, <laughs> of, of this I need to be hit with uh, a wave of the pregnant ladies yeah well the problem is yeah. everyone's at home and nothing better to do so well, there you go uh, it's either that or divorce rates one of the two is going to be through the roof or yeah. both yeah probably both yeah sadly um, but yeah so I guess that's what I'm I've, what I've been using uh, I've been using lots actually I, I might go on some more in a minute but is there anything technology wise yeah. you want to talk about well i guess the the coffee morning thing like the the that was the idea i had but you obviously came up with the cheese and wine thing which is the same and just as good if not better because it's got cheese and wine in it um i was just trying to think of any other ways you can still be social so i do think whatsapp groups are great but i don't think they'll ever be as good as video chat which i think is why i say hopefully video chats can become more appropriate or more kind of acceptable um because like i said it's always funny before this yes we skype loads and i skype loads on my computer and obviously i facetime the grandparents or like as in my parents but my kids grandparents and that type of stuff every now and then but now it's become a bit more of a regular accepted thing because you kind of have that's the only way you can be social people um i'm using more from video stuff from a work perspective as well it, you know i'm hoping that, like that is just enough to keep people kind of in that element of, of social atmosphere and not just com- feeling completely isolated so yeah yeah um, i mean pe- people are going to feel isolated i think um 
anyway like but that that is all we can really do right yeah but i was, I was going to say i mean if people can set up kind of communities for want of a better phrase on either things like facebook so kind of community groups to get keep people together and interacting or whatsapp groups to kind of keep people interacting and just so they're not people aren't as i say isolated and social outcast because it's very easy to do when you're you're kind of you know you're not allowed out of the house and you can't actually get out and speak to people so um they are you know they are the the best we have in this type of time so i think it's just important people give them some credence and and kind of try to do something to still connect with other people so yeah right. um, but i guess in terms of technology and there's the whole like host apps i've actually think skype's the best because it, it seems to handle we tried to do a house party with family today which is the other app that seems to be popular yeah. and it's just rubbish it's just loads of feedback and you couldn't uh you couldn't hear anything or anything like that so i'm using skype but those bulk video calling apps are really good obviously whatsapp in terms of social media, like I'm posting quite a lot at the moment just to, to give me something to do. Like, and also like I don't know. Like, some people find it helpful. Some people are a bit negative about it. I'm just trying to bring a bit of balance to my own life. Um, but I think that's I think important. People... You you need to do what's right for you, and the people listening need to do what's right for them as well. Because we've said like many things, what works for us in terms of having structure and stuff. But actually, if, if kind of taken ready the time out to mix stuff and not have as much structure works for you then brilliant go for it yeah yeah there's no wrong answer in this this is a very anecdotal um discussion but yeah so i guess like you said about facebook um i don't know i don't really take much positive from facebook at the moment in terms of i I just find it's a lot of places for arguments whereas i find instagram somewhere i spend more time because it's just pictures and it's very rarely people descend into arguments in the comments although it does happen but it's just not as visible for you to see uh-huh. um i, you, I find uh, it's annoyed twitter i was on quite a lot obviously during during election and stuff like that for various reasons but again very easy to get drawn into things so at the moment i'm just using instagram a lot um and there's there's some other positives i guess social elements on there that i've seen some good stuff so like bread ahead bakery for example keeps doing live cook-alongs um, yeah, I saw that. Which I think is really like a cool thing to do. Um, they're they're all free. They're you know not charging for it or anything like that. Um, which is good given their business is probably taking a massive nosedive. But um, yeah, that that kind of social element as well. They you know you you're watching and you can interact through um, comments and stuff like that. So that is a, an activity you can share and be, be social all over it it's, it's slightly different means and there's, there's so many things like that at the moment that people are doing which are which are quite positive I think yeah I agree I agree um, shall we because we're getting up to an hour shall we just touch on anything else we feel like but I think essentially the, the, the outline or kind of maybe the theme of it is for me anyway it's kind of like isolation can be quite a stressful time mentally um and i think anything you can do to try and reduce the stress like the whole idea we said about structure around kind of still trying to remain social um still making time to obviously have breaks um if you're working at home i think they're all really important to try and manage and keep stress at bay um just because like i'm fairly sure i'm right in saying this albeit i am not a psychologist or psychiatrist or someone that works in mental health 
but I do think the research is pretty unanimous in that like stress exacerbates negative symptoms of mental well-being um so clearly that's also going to affect you know kind of your ability to function and, and kind of be okay so you want to make sure that you're reducing as much stress as you can in a time where you're going to be more highly stressed because of the anxiety because of everything that's going on because of obviously the fear but also because of the fact that you are in isolation and it is then become a more kind of like pressure cooker style, like isolation type environment, which is not good. Um, one other thing I was going to add is I wrote down was kind of, I've, I think I just kind of almost said this, but make time for healthy practices. So yeah. this can obviously, will, will, will cross over to like the psychological part, but also the, the kind of the physical part as well. Um, you know, just because you're isolated don't mean you can't do stuff. Like you opened up saying about how you had a, someone gave you a little jibe about having a home gym um but actually it's really important that you do what you can still to just remain active yeah now i don't i don't think anyone so if if you're a gym goer and you're resistance train and you're listening to this thing and but my gym's shot i'm gonna lose all my gains no you're not you're really not like basically any gains you'll lose will come back like muscle memory is a real thing like it does exist so um maybe not in the way that people think it exists but it does exist in that like you will re- regain muscle very quickly after um, yeah. going back to training. You'll also lose very little if you do the right things, especially to start with in any time off. So, I mean, like one of the, I can't remember what study it was. I think it was a Schoenfield study, but there's one study where they took two groups and one basically trained for an entire year, one trained for six months only of a year. And at the end of the year, they had pretty much the same results. Yeah. So it gives you a rough idea of how little you really need to train so yeah. I don't want to stress about it, basically. And I think, like, you know, I'm using this as... Well, the, the, the thing I'm trying to do within this is train in a way that I've not trained before. It's a bit CrossFit style, dare I say. Uh, well, it's more, more circuits, isn't it? And just more circuits, yeah. Probably more circuits, actually, yeah. Well, there are a bit of both. There's some workout day style um, stuff. I won't pretend to know the terms of this, whatever. But, um, you know, like, my gym is a bit of tarpaulin some paracord over like an outdoor area we've got again we're privileged to have that and we are lucky there's lots that don't but if you do then we've literally gone out and bought well actually i had a i had a load of kettlebells that were from a failed outdoor pt venture a while ago but they, they weren't expensive i think they're from Lidl or Audi. and then i bought some slightly heavier ones just so i can maintain some resistance and i've got a pull-up bar and that that is literally it along with some bands um which it's nice to do a different workout. I did I did a kind of, like you said, circuit style thing the other day and it just absolutely annihilated me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything you can do like is going to be a benefit. Um, it's just once you need to find that routine again, if you're used to like obviously deadlifting, it's going to be a change going to like lifting 16, kel- 16 kilo kettlebells for like swings and stuff like that. It's not uh-huh. the same movement, but you will, you will, benefit from that in other ways right so I, th- I think that like exactly that you'll benefit from other ways by just you know still being regularly active you'll still kind of you'll get a calorie burn you're still kind of you can work on your mobility and your kind of other functions of health it doesn't have to be a case of i just want to lift really heavy shit because you might not be able to do it because you can't get heavy shit to lift in you know isolation almost but i do think it's obviously like practicing things like just kind of regular exercise whatever that might be whether even if it's just a bit of jogging or you know going out for some walks or something like it's so positive for kind of not only your physical but your psychological well-being as well like getting out and getting some sunlight like yeah. it is like one of the the most positive things i think that i've ever started to do 
was when I started to go out and go for regular walks either early in the morning or you know kind of reasonably earlier in the day just getting some blue light I think it just makes so much difference to my mood and my kind of um vitality for want of a better word you know yeah I, I do agree with that and obviously I, I, I suspect stricter lockdowns are coming um technically I think under our new isolation rules we're under um or shielding sorry that's the new term we're not even supposed to go out for walks outside the front door and do our garden which is fine we'll do what needs to do i've got a skipping rope you know but even in that scenario like if you get out and just go in your garden for a bit yes like, even, yeah, even that... do some loops yes. or if that's boring like you say skipping or just go out and just stand in your garden just like yeah. I say that can be enough just getting out well, that's my coffee coffee in the morning is is that and try and even when it's cold and wet i try and just have a go out my slippers and have a little even it's five minutes just to and you know under the uh shield a bit and just get some air yeah just think it's quite important so just making time for some healthy practices was the point around and that, that obviously includes kind of trying to still pay some attention to nutrition still try to eat healthily sleep mostly whole foods get enough vitamins minerals don't don't start binging and and kind of replacing any healthy foods with, with trying to junk food and just pushing out any decent nutrients that you, you're getting outside of your diet because you still want to make sure that they they remain in there because that's another thing people might slip into quite easily is, oh, well, if I can't train properly, I won't bother eating properly. Um, or if I'm stuck at home, I'm feeling depressed and therefore I'm just going to kind of eat my emotions. And I know, obviously, if people do that, it's quite a complicated scenario and it's easy to say, just don't do it. But one of the, the kind of the initial stages is being aware of it and just being thoughtful yeah. about it. Well, we, we can't pop out anymore just for... So, you know, you know when you get craving for like a cheesecake or something, you just, yeah, I'll pop out and get the cheese. Can't do it, so you just don't have it. Delivery, like, <laughs> delivery bro. <laughs> well, yeah, like... Oh, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, don't do it. <laughs> well, I, have you seen the waiting lists and queues for delivery around our way? Just they've stopped doing a lot right. of um, things because the supermarkets don't have stock. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I know, like, it's... No cheesecake for me for two weeks. Yeah. There is an element as well, though. Like, you don't know how people have prepared your food. Who's prepared it? They might have coronavirus. Who knows? Yeah, this, this is why it also... But, you know, we, I'm, we I was are... I sound joking. I don't want people to feel anxious about... No, no, of course food. not. Like, I, I think that is overkill unless you're super high risk, which then you need to make your own call around what you deem to be safe in terms of, uh, you know, places you order from and stuff like that. But... Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's probably. Most... The only one thing I think I forgot to mention was, and this goes on to this kind of getting stressed feeling is limit your limit your exposure to news, especially with apps like BBC Breaking and those kind of things. Like we try and limit ourselves to like one hour a day, which probably includes maybe a little less, a little bit more. We just watch the ten o'clock news, see what's going on in the day, and also the the press briefings to see what the latest update is if and when that's on um but other than that if you if you keep refreshing news you just it's just at the moment there's nothing really positive in the news um actually tell a lie if you social media-esque there's a thing called good news movement which i follow which is pretty good actually which is only posting positive news just to see saint on your feed but um yeah the news is and I, i've seen a few people doing this and i've done it until last week you just you, you just start refreshing and refreshing and it's just like you said you're just getting negative reinforcement all the time uh, yep no, right, shall, what's going on. Shall, on. no i was just gonna say shall we move on to some positive things we've seen during this yeah let's do that let's, like, end, let's end on a good note 
I've seen quite a lot actually, but I will I will start. So obviously we've been in isolation what only a week now, but it's <laughs> like friends and family have, have been amazing. Um, you know we've we've obviously needed some shopping bits. We did get some in before, but people have gone out of the way to just go and get that for us when they've gone shopping or might added it to their online orders if they had existing slots just dropped them at doorstep but also we just get a random doorbell every now and then and you see one of our friends or family members running off and you know the door there's like a there's a like a gift back we had um someone dropped off a load of cheese the other day someone dropped off a bottle of wine someone dropped me some dr pepper zero which i'd run out of and because I hadn't stockpiled, which I should have done, because that's critical. Um, but you obviously know how much I like fizzy drinks, so I was, I was missing that. And, mm. you know, an off-comment, I'd said that, and then someone just dropped it around. So I guess the kindness of people who don't have to go out their way, and some of them are going quite out their way to do that, is, is quite nice. Yeah. About you, anything from you? Um, what have I seen? So... Um... I don't know, to be honest. Like, trying to th- I was trying to think something when you said it before. Saying, oh, there, um, there are there are stuff I've seen on like Facebook and things, and I guess I've seen like people post about um, or told me about they'd like helping trying to or trying to help the vulnerable by putting like things through their doors to say like you know those little slips mm-hmm. going along. Yeah. Like my name is so and so, so fill them out, stick them under people's doors if you can help. That inspired me to do something similar. So there's a local group here on Facebook where I kind of put all my details in and said, look, genuinely, if people want support because you're vulnerable and you need something, then please reach out. And I guess, like, it's not virtue signaling. I'm not trying to be like, oh, look at you, Billy Big Balls. You're trying to help everyone. But genuinely, it was quite inspiring to see other people do that. Um, like, I the, the whole panic buying thing really get on my tits, honestly. It just annoys the hell out of me that people are, one, selfish enough to do it, but also stupid enough in that... They kind of fall for this idea that if the shelves are half empty, I've got to overbuy because for the sake of if I don't, someone's going to take it all. Um, yeah, it's self-perpetuate, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's exactly what I mean. And that's that's so frustrating. So, like, and again, I genuinely am not virtue signaling, so please, don't, I don't want to pat on the back or thanks for this, but I was in um, one of the, I was in a savers shop. I don't know if anyone knows that oh, yeah. chain of shops, but I'd been to seven different, type of pharmacy shops like a soup drugs boots and could not find calpol anywhere and i needed a bottle for my teething child so i managed going to find two bottles on the shelf and savers and i picked them both up thinking like i'm probably gonna need those they were literally the last two on the shelf and then some dude next to me was like looking around and i got the impression thinking fuck i think i've just taken the last two bottles and he's obviously looking for one and now I look like a right asshole because I've just taken the lottery off. So I just went after him, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, Dude, I probably shouldn't have tapped him on the shoulder, actually. <laughs> but I went and tapped him on the shoulder and said, Mate, did you want one of these? And he told me, I went, uh, No, no, I went looking for that. Cheers. And walked off. <laughs> and I was thinking, Oh. So I was going to share, I was going to say, Look, there's two here. You can have one. I'll have one. Um, I just, I, I suppose there is stuff like that people are doing, which I think is really yeah. great that people are just, um, yeah. just trying to just be a bit more wary and kind of socialist, for want of a better term. Because I just don't feel like, like you say, it's self-perpetuating when people are like, I must buy all the toilet rolls because basically I'm not missing out. I'm not yeah. going to be the one with no toilet rolls, so I'm going to buy as many as I need. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, if like you... the, the NHS hour this morning, like my mum works for the NHS in the hospital. And it was a shit show, like an absolute shit show. There's yeah. people there that weren't NHS. There was like queues. Okay. The, like, you know, they just, they, they, I don't know how... How it needs to be enforced, but like I said, I was gonna try and finish it up positive. So luckily, I've got a few more. 
Um, like so, like I said, my mum does work in hospital. Um, she was on night shift last night, and the staff from MS brought in. It must have been well over a grand's worth of food for the A and E staff, which was. You know, they didn't have to do that. It was a cancelled order. Generally, it goes to staff, I think. They all brought it in. Domino's dropped a load of personal pizzas off. Um, and I mean loads to the to the hospital. People generally seem to be respectful of hospital at the moment and they're trying to not come in unless it's absolutely serious. That is generally what my mum has said. Um, but even some of the big corporates, I think, like Pret, uh, you know, whatever you want to say about their coffee I'm not the biggest fan but yeah but you know what they, they've given it they've given away free to um, NHS staff at the moment they've given away 50% off food and there's loads of other companies that have done the same which alright some people you know are knocking them saying you're just trying to get free publicity and stuff but it is helping like those kind of people are struggling to you know, get food and meals and stuff like that because it's so busy and all the supermarkets are empty. Yeah. So and they're working like fucking. They, they don't even have hours nowadays, do they? Most NHS staff. It's like work as long as you can. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you if it, and and obviously these people working those jobs aren't doing it for the money for the most part. So no. they're only doing it because they give a shit and they obviously they they want to do that type of job. Because um, obviously, you know, according to our government, most of them are unskilled workers. So you know, they're clearly not doing it for the fucking money. So that's what that's what I mean. Like if you're be if you're basically doing it because you want to help people, you probably are gonna be working like sixteen hour days, eighteen hour days probably. Um which you then don't have time find time to shop or eat or get any decent food. So it is really important that these companies do some stuff. I'm glad you said that because I've seen a few posts from some local business as well that have like dropped off um I don't know if they leftover food, but basically like end of day stuff what they haven't sold or, you know, kind of Yeah. Like a little little random acts of kindness, like my mum said someone um, someone came into the hospital with just bags of pasta they'd got from somewhere, like for the older staff to take home, like little things potentially leading to helping with yeah. a panic line. I don't know, but you know, like going out their way to try and I think people do appreciate the NHS are getting a shit time of this. All the staff there are, you know, already tired and it's only going to get worse. So anything you can do for them, I think, is, is positive. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's. Uh, amazingly positive thing people obviously have been doing and we need to do more of yeah agreed I'm just trying to find actually because let me see if I've got it here like I said a few of my family are uh, NHS so there was a, a thing that went around the other day of all the companies that are I don't know what the rules are with podcasts and companies but I don't really care at the moment where is it well you find that there was one thing I forgot when we were talking about technology, actually, which I, I've just suddenly remembered that I wanted to bring up. Um, just in terms of, again, lowering that stress and kind of utilising technology and trying to make um, it kind of help yourself in the situation, maybe do some, like, meditation, that yeah. type of thing, to be more mindful. I think it will help loads. Um, actually, Headspace are doing some sort of free trial as well, I think. I think I saw the other day, got yeah. sent around. So, yeah, so there's Headspace, Thrive, um, Waking Up by Sam Harris. Um, I don't know. Or, to be honest, you could probably just go on YouTube and find some things if you really want. But I would just suggest, like, it feels really hippy-dippy, and it feels like, oh, my God, I can't meditate. But what I would say is I don't know anyone that's done it that hasn't, basically had profound effects from it 
genuinely i don't know like i think most people find it a bit awkward and a bit difficult to start with to get used to doing it but anyone that's kind of stuck with it and give it the the, the kind of credence and enough uh time to and commitment to it i don't know anyone that hasn't then turned around and said you know what it's actually changed my life in in many many ways in just being more mindful and appreciative and i mean that's the other things you could start doing you could start being doing some journaling and kind of writing down like um gratitude stuff that can be really useful like just every morning just wake up and just write down three things you're grateful for even if it's like i'm grateful for having pizza last night or i'm grateful yeah. that you know i'm not getting bald oh hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wee, bats, bats, bats. um but no just genuinely stuff like that can just make all the difference to your mindset and how happy you are for the rest of the day yeah no i totally agree and i did find that so there, there's a whole host of people that are just diving in so prayer 50 cent of food and free hot drinks McDonald's, although I don't know how much they're going to be open, but free hot and cold drinks. Leon, free delivery to hospitals, 50% off food and free hot drinks. Domino's, free pizza on certain days. Carluccio's are doing, uh, WH Smith are doing stuff. Gusto, Benugo, Birkin and Starbucks have all come out. And also Nando's. Yeah, probably many, many more as well, I'm sure. Yeah, that we don't know of. But, <laughs> you know, this, this is a positive um, in what is a very shit time. So... Hopefully, ended on more of a cheery note. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 premise of this episode is meant to be cheery. We're meant to help people in this time of isolation. Oh uh, yes, of course, of course, um, of course. Yeah. We obviously just had. Like, a few... so, go. On. You go. So obviously, the subject matter is in itself inherently uncheerful, but yeah, I, you know, it's supposed to be a uh, helpful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. On that note, I suggest that we uh, we round up. Um, I would just like to say if anyone isn't already part of our Facebook group, then please go join it. Uh, we've got a free online community, which you can definitely use to socialize and try to help de-isolate. I don't even know if de-isolate is a word, but if it isn't, it's a great word. Um, so, yeah, join that. We're running a 14-day free weight loss challenge as well, which starts tomorrow. So if you want to get involved, get over in that Facebook group. As I say, go to Facebook, search No Nonsense Nutrition, join the group, and then there'll be posts in there about joining the actual uh, free challenge group. Uh, what else have we got going on? Um, what you got going on, boy? You can tell that I'm from Norfolk. We've also got uh, spaces for coaching. Now, I think a lot of people feel guilty about trying to sell anything in this climate, whereas I don't think you should. Because I think if you're genuinely trying to help people, which we are, I don't think you should have any guilt associated with it. Because, um, you know, we believe in our product. We believe, obviously, we offer fantastic support. If you want that, then people have coaching spaces available. So we don't need to say any more. So if you do, get in touch if you want any support um, during this time. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that is it. Don't forget you eat lean cheese. Um, spoiler alert. No, I don't know if that's the right phrase. Maybe not spoiler alert. Um, I don't know. Anyway, what I was going to say is uh, pay attention in the next few days because maybe some new news coming out. I don't, know I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that, but I just have. So what? Yeah, they yeah. Do? <laughs> so, Good. Yeah. Oh, they still they still got this decent stocking, Eatlean. Oh yeah, of course they have, mate. Of course they, have. they don't they don't let you down, Eatlean. Never let you down. Don't forget NNN ten. Get your money off. Nice. Hashtag nice. cheeky plug. Right. Um, nice to have you back, mate. Nice to have you back. You too, mate. Um, nice to see you. Yeah. Hopefully the listeners enjoyed your dulcet tones, and we'll uh, be looking forward to hearing more of it. Lovely. Hit the button for old time's sake. Oh, yes, I forgot the age-old phrase of, go on, hit the button, Ed, hit the button. Ed, Ed, hit the button. Right, uh, I was just going to say au revoir then.
Au revoir. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.